guys, welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Inka and I remain your favorite online agile coach, if I say so myself. In today's episode, I want to share tips on why Scrum Masters are struggling. And now when I talk about Scrum Masters, I'm talking about those that are aspiring to get into a Scrum Master role and those that recently just got a job. They are struggling and the root course is the same. Why are Scrum Masters struggling? The number one reason why you are struggling, whether it's for you to find a job or whether for you to really succeed on that job, is because you have refused to learn the foundation. Everything in life comes in stages and steps. You had to crawl before you had to work. In life, you have to learn step one before you go to step two. It's so frustrating how even Scrum Masters in their role do not even understand the basics. And one of the basics being Scrum. They don't understand Scrum really well. They don't understand the events really well. They don't understand the puppets really well. They don't understand even how to facilitate the events. It's so frustrating if you don't even know the basics. How then do you want to go into scaling and all those other practices? So I want you guys to start from the very basics. If you are new to the agile industry, if you're new to your Scrum Master role, please learn the basics. Now, what is the basics? For you to get started in agile, you've got to start by understanding what agile is. The Agile Manifesto is a good place for you to start. Now, I understand that it's possible for you to read the manifesto and make little meaning from it. But that's one thing about learning. When you learn something the first time, you might not get all the juice from it, but you've got to learn it over and over again. Nothing stops you from reading the Agile Manifesto over and over again and going over to Google to be able to figure out what other articles have been written about the Agile Manifesto. Because there are so many articles out there that talks about the Agile Manifesto that can help you deepen your understanding. You have to understand the basics. When you don't understand the basics, nothing works. That's why you still struggle in your role. That's why you still struggle trying to find a job. Because sometimes I'm wondering like, how hard can these interviews really be? And I get it for a new person. Yes, you're kind of new to it. It's So it's kind of new to you. Obviously, it's like me trying to be a doctor today. I'm sure even like a nurse practitioner will probably be like, girl, what are you doing? Right. So I get it. When you're new to it, it would look like, you know, gibberish and all that kind of stuff. But you've got to dedicate that time. So please, I want you guys to go and study the Agile Manifesto. Understand what Agile really is. You need to understand Agile in itself. Even before you start understanding the frameworks, before you start understanding Scrum and Kanban and scaling frameworks like Safe and Less and Scrum at Scale and all of those other things, learn Agile itself. Now, let's kind of discuss a bit about the Agile Manifesto just to help people who may have gone through the Agile Manifesto and they'd be confused. The manifesto for the Agile software development was drafted in 2001 by 17 software developers who came together to find common grounds in their new way of working. So during that um, 
during an event that they had somewhere in Snowberg, they all met and they came up with four values and 12 principles. Now, this four values and 12 principles is the foundation to everything agile that we do. And even though that was crafted like years ago, it still holds true today. So as an aspiring scrum master, as a new scrum master, you have to understand the agile principles. You have to understand the agile values because those values and principles will guide you in your day-to-day -day coaching with your agile teams. And you would be able to know whether your team is actually working in an agile way or not. You'll be able to observe them by knowing these things. And so, because many of us don't even understand the importance of these things, we go on the field, we get on the job, and we're as confused as the people who are doing the work. So I'm open that all of that confusion stops today. So now let's dissect a bit into the Agile Manifesto so that you can gain a bit more understanding in that. So let me grab the Agile Manifesto. So the Agile Manifesto has four values. And the first value really is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Now, for you to understand the value, you have to understand where the, you know, the authors of the manifesto were coming from. So let me give you a brief history. Before 2001, you know, um, we had a process called the traditional way of working, which was really heavyweight. And, you know, it required a lot of steps and processes for us to get things done. And for most software development organizations or, you know, organizations that were building software, when they used those processes, many times the product that they were building would have become obsolete by the time they had shifted to the market. And so there was a huge disconnect between the software and the products that were being built. And all of that frustration led into this new way of working, led into this software developers coming together to kind of talk through the several ways that they have been working. So Agile did not start in 2001. Agile started before then, but you know, the multiple ways of working was summarized as agile when these 17 developers met together over the weekend in Utah to discuss their ways of working. And so back to the principles. The first principle is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Now, the traditional way of working was really heavy on processes and tools. And so for agile, we had to focus on individuals and interactions. Now, how do you interpret this to the way you work? When you're supporting a team, you have to ensure that your team is heavy on interactions, you know, interacting with the stakeholders, interacting with the product owner, interacting amongst themselves. Interaction has to be a top priority because when you're interacting with the right people, you tend to build the right thing. You reduce, you know, waste because, you know, one person is not doing something that somebody else is already doing. So interaction is really important. So when it comes to Agile, we're very heavy on communication. We want to ensure that everyone is always on the same page. So for you who is coming into this industry, you have to understand what is important, what is categorized as being successful in this industry, because these things will help you on your job, right? Now, the second principle is working software over comprehensive documentation. Now, going back to the traditional way of working, there's heavy emphasis on comprehensive documentation. We used to spend a lot of time documenting, documenting, documenting. But at the end of the day, when it came to software, at the end of the day, what really matters is, is it working? Is the software working? 
the product that we're working on is it working now how do you interpret this to the way you work imagine you're supporting a team and they said they've been working on something you know for the last two weeks how do we measure that all of the time all of the effort was not wasted it would be the working software right and even if right now you know we're not all building software, you know, Agile has gone beyond the software phase and you have even older organizations, you know, in this field. At the end of the day, whatever you are working on, does it work? That is how you measure progress. And so for you who is new to this industry, you need to understand once again, what is important. So that by the time you're supporting your team and you're wondering, okay, for two weeks, we planned to do certain things. Here we are at the end of two weeks. What is working? Do we have any working proof of what we've done? If we don't have a proof, if nothing is working, then you know that there's work that needs to be done. So you need to understand, because at the end of the day, no matter the skilled framework, no matter the practices, no matter every other thing that you learn, it still has its roots in this basic information, which is the agile values and the agile principles. Okay? Now, the third value is, Customer collaboration over contract negotiation. Once again, in the traditional way of working, there was heavy emphasis on contract negotiations that we didn't even collaborate with the customer. Now, when it comes to Agile, we are big on collaborating with our customer because we want to ensure that we are building the right product. So when you start working, what really matters to you is, is there communication with the customer or the representative of the customer. It's so surprising how people have sprint reviews today and there's no stakeholder in the sprint review and everybody thinks it's okay. But now you as a new person, you don't even know what is right or what is wrong. So you just go with the flow. There needs to be collaboration, constant collaboration with our customers. You know, how often is your product owner collaborating with the customer? Where is your product owner getting the requirements from? From his head or from where? Is that that constant collaboration happening over the sprint? At the end of the day, when we are done with the work and we have a working software, are we working and presenting and having a review of the software with the stakeholders so that it can give us the right feedback? That is how you apply the agile values to your day-to-day -day work. And that's why you need to understand the basics because no matter how confused an organization works, once you understand that the basics does not even align with what you're doing, then you know that there's work to be done. And that's why many of us are struggling because we don't even understand the basics. Tell me, be honest with me. How much do you know about the agile values? Do you have an in-depth understanding of what it means? Have you even considered the importance of an agile value before or the agile principles? Now you know, okay? Now, the fourth value is responding to change over following a plan. Now, what does that mean? It means that when it comes to agile, we are not so fixated on the plan because we know that plans are useless, but the act of planning is what is useful. And so when it comes to Agile, we want to focus on responding to change when it happens. We don't want to stay stuck on one-way traffic when clearly the market is telling us that there is an alternative, there is a better way, this is what the customer wants. You can't stay fixed 
on this way of working. So as an organization, when you understand that, oh, the market is demanding something different, or my competitor is going in a different light that, you know, the market and the customers are, you know, gravitating towards, then as an organization, you want to see where you can change and agile allows you to make those changes. Because in reality, software is not as difficult as building a house, right? You don't have to get everything right. It's software. It can change. It's very flexible. And so they needed a software or they needed a process that was as flexible as the work that they were building or as the products that they were building. So even though the products were complex, it could easily change. And that was the complexity in it, right? But we, need, we needed a process that was very adaptable to our way of working. And that is what really gave back to the Agile Manifesto. So please, even after today's video and podcast, please go and read Agile Values yourself. You can find that in the agilemanifesto.org. Okay, read the four values, go on Google, research articles that are related to, you know, the manifesto, get a better understanding of what the agile values are so that you can increase your own knowledge and you can make it applicable. So even when you're at an interview, you can explain the concepts really well, because at the end of the day, they could ask you several questions that your knowledge of the agile values and principles can help you to answer these questions. And now the best way for you to secure your knowledge is to put it into practice. Okay. Now you're probably wondering, how do I put Agile values into practice? Pick a side project for yourself, right? If you're part of a community, if you're part of a group, you know, make them work in this Agile way and put it to practice. I'm tired of hearing, oh, I don't, you know, I don't have any experience. I don't know how to, how to, you know, put these things to work. And then you're still waiting for, you know, an organization to show you the way, please. Agile is a way of working. Agile is a mindset. It's more like, you know, a process. This is how we want to do things. We want to focus our attention on individuals and interactions. You know, I want to measure my success by working software. You know, I want to measure my week. What did I accomplish this week? That is my measurement of success. Not all the things that I plan to accomplish this week, right? If you're working for someone, right? Even on a small scale, how often are you interacting with that customer to ensure you're building the right product? Now, when that customer is asking you for changes, you know, how flexible is your process to enable you to accept those changes and respond to those changes? You have to think about agile and understand the way it works for you to be able to apply it to your life, apply it to work, and even apply it to the organization and the teams that you will be supporting. So please, no excuses today. Now we know the importance of the Agile Manifesto. We understand the principles. You know, we understand the importance of the principles and the values. Now that I'm done with the values, let's kind of go through, you know, the principles. Agile Manifesto has 12 principles that can also guide your day-to-day -day learning, your day-to-day -day working as you support your Agile team. Now, the first principle, our highest priority is to satisfy our customers through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. At the end of the day, if you are a new Scrum Master where you're currently working for an organization 
and your team or your organization is not focused on satisfying their customer, then they're not being agile. That's the truth. Now, your job will be to get them to start focusing and start working that way. Now, there are several things that you're probably going to need to do to be able to get them in that direction. But at least you need to know what direction they need to be facing. And that's why I talk about the foundation. Your team, your organization needs to be focused on satisfying the customers. And that means that we're giving them what they need as early as possible. And we're continuously you know, creating the pipeline to ensure that every time there is a need, we're satisfying that need, okay? Now, the second principle talks about welcoming changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes are next change for the customer's competitive advantage. And basically what this means is that when it comes to Agile, we welcome changing requirements because we know that we're in a complex world, we have complex customers and things will change. We would not always know everything we need upfront. And as we keep working, things will emerge. And so as those things emerge, we're going to welcome the changing requirements and ensure that even as late as we could be in the process, as long as the customer needs it, and we know that there is a need for the stuff, we're going to look for how to solve that customer's needs because that's what makes us competitive. And in this time, you have to really think at the end of the day, that every organization is either is a business, right? Either we're for profit or we're for nonprofit. So we have an objective. We have customers that we're serving and every product and every service we have is get to us serving our customers. And so we are just a part of the entire cycle, right? We have a job to play that helps the organization to achieve their objectives, okay? Now, the next principle talks about delivering working software frequently from a couple of weeks to a couple of months, with a preference being to the shorter time scale. And basically, this is more like, at the end of the day, as you're supporting your team, ensure that you're delivering work frequently. Now, I'm reading the Agile Manifesto, so I'm going to use software. But even if you're not in the software industry, even if you're in insurance, you're in banking, you're in investment, you're in automobile, you're in a totally different industry this still applies, okay? Because at the end of the day, the goal is for us to deliver what works as soon as possible, the shorter being the preference, right? Now, the next principle talks about business people and developers must work together throughout the project. And really what this means is the people, the business people are the ones with the requirements, are the ones who probably are closest to the customers, they know what the customer wants. They need to work with us who are building the product so that we are hearing from the horse's mouth. I don't know whether that, that phrase is correct. Anyways, we're hearing directly from the owner's mouth and we know exactly what they want and we reduce you know, this communication friction that happens when one person has to relay the message to the other person. So you wanna make sure that your team is collaborating well with the business people and they are working together to ensure they're building the right product. Also, build projects around motivated individuals. Give them the environment and support they need and trust them to get the job done. This is where we talk about having a self-empowered team, you know, a cross-functional team, a self-motivated team, a team that is empowered to do the work because we trust that we've hired the right set of people, 
right? So we want to ensure that we hire the right set of people so that they can do the job and we don't have to micromanage them, okay? So when you understand this principle, as a Scrum Master, you know that you have to look for ways to, you know, keep your team spirit high. They're already motivated people. They don't need you to come and pump them up every day, right? They're already the right set of people. But sometimes the culture of an organization can be frustrating. And so you understanding that it's important for us to build our projects around motivated individuals and create that environment environment for them, you would know that as a Scrum Master, you need to create that environment for your team to do their job, to enable them to do their job really well, okay? Looks like time is going out to ensure that I don't spend so much time on this episode. The next principle talks about the most efficient and effective method of conveying information through and within a development team is face-to-face -face conversations. And I know that right now with COVID, we're not there face-to-face, -face, but at least we have Zoom and all of those teams that has helped us kind of replace it where we can definitely go on video calls and still have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and reduce like chats and emails because sometimes the true message could be lost. Okay, now the principle still repeats that the working software is still and remains the primary measure of progress. So regardless of metrics and all of those things that you're going to get used to and you're going to learn, you know, at the end of the day, does it work? Of what importance is you understanding velocity, understanding what is committed and what is completed? Does it work? Did I have a group of team work for two weeks that cost me probably half a million dollars for you guys to have nothing that works? We need to start thinking like the organization, because if that's a problem, then you need to start looking for how you need to pay attention to fix that problem. A lot of waste goes on in organization and you will be a valuable scrum master if you understand what is truly important and you go after what is important. Because at the end of the day, velocity is nothing. It's BS at the end of the day. What value does velocity give to me? I'm a business owner. And at the end of the day, like even in my, in my, in my personal business, I'm like, what is velocity in the true meaning of value? It's nothing. So even though we have velocity to kind of help us, you know, to be able to plan, you know, how much work can be pulled in, that's what it really is. It has nothing to do with the value that we're delivering. So you want to make sure that you're not focusing on just velocity, but you're focusing on your team deriving value sprint after sprint okay let's focus on what is truly valuable and not waste time on things that are just more like protectors and guardrails to the way that we're working okay the next principle talks about agile processes promoting a sustainable development okay and basically what that means is that at the end of the day we want to work at a pace that is sustainable we don't want team members who are you know walking around the clock walking at night walking at weekends and they don't have a life outside of that work at the end of the day they're going to burn out they're going to make lots of mistakes you're going to find lots of bugs in your software so you want to ensure that they walk in a pace that is sustainable and they're able to give in their best every time now the next principle talks about Continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. And what this is really talking about is we have to continuously pay attention to the way we're working. We have to pay attention to, you know, what makes the product that we're building excellent. How are we testing it? What are the quality standards that we've put in place to ensure that we're building the right product that is quality to the organization? Because if you're in a hurry to build a phone and the phone is cropped, guess what? Your customers will still not be delighted, right? So we want to build something that wins, something that is important and something that is valuable. And that's what the principle still talks about.
Now, the next principle talks about simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done. Not everything needs to be done. And that's why as a scrum master or an aspiring scrum master, you have to understand, you know, how to help your team and your product owner prioritize what it's important. At the end of the day, we have phones. We only probably use 20% of what the phone is able to do. And so even with a product that we're building, we want to ensure that the product owner is focused on building the 20% that is extremely important. There is joy and beauty in simplicity. You don't have to get everything done. You don't have to make a system complex. It has to be very simple. The design has to be easy to use. That is what is really important. And that's what you want to focus on as a scrum master, okay? Now, the next principle says, the best architecture requirements and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. Now, this is a very good lesson from the previous way of working. In the traditional way of working, we're going to have people that call themselves subject matter experts who tell us how things should be done. Meanwhile, these are not the people who are building the work. And this has even been interpreted even in today's world because, I mean, the organizations are still the same, even though we're trying to change the way they work. So many times they think they know what is right and what is best. But at the end of the day, you can't know him more than the person who handles the work on a day-to-day -day basis. That person knows that work best because he manages it. That person, you know, works with it. And so when we're trying to build something, you know, we're trying to design something or we need requirements for something, we want to go back to the people who are building the work. They're the ones that can tell you the best way to design this stuff. Once you tell them what the problem is, they will provide you the best solution. And that's what this principle is talking about. So now, how do you interpret it to your day-to-day -day work? As a Scrum Master, you want to ensure that your team is always collaborating. When they're refining the stories, when they're refining their backlog, they're walking through every of the stories, coming together to understand and come up with solutions. And not that we have one person who is not even doing the work, telling the team what to do, or rather telling the team how to do things, okay? Now, the last principle talks about at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjust its behavior accordingly. What this means is that at every point in time, you want to sit back and reflect on how you have worked, and then you want to look for how you can become more effective and adjust accordingly. And this is what we interpret to retrospectives that you find in many frameworks today. Now, I'm sure that at this point in time, you've learned to see how much valuable it is for you to understand Agile values and how valuable it is for you to understand the principles because they lay a strong foundation upon which you just keep building on it and building on it. So by the time you're learning about other practices, you already understand what it's talking about because you have a direct connection and understanding with the principles and values. Now I can see my time and I've clearly gone over the 20 minute limit that I have on every episode because I don't want to bore you guys. So I hope that you guys had fun listening to today's episode. It is always my pleasure to bring you good news that can help you improve your way of working and make you super valuable with your organization. And I hope that this podcast did just that. I do not want any Scrum Masters to be struggling out there. I want you guys to get your jobs. I want you guys to excel in your job. So please listen to this episode over and over again, because the first time it might not make all the sense, but maybe when you listen to it another time, it might make all the sense. So thank you so much for sticking till this very end. 
make sure you like, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my podcast channel, the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. And my YouTube channel is called Your Agile Coach with my pretty face. Thank you so much once again. I love you guys and I will catch you in my next episode. Bye for now.